Welcome to the official Guns Up Nation fan page podcast, the premier voice for the fearless fans of Raiderland and proud supporter of Texas Tech University. Let's meet today's hosts. Hello, and thanks for listening to another episode of Guns Up Nation podcast. This is Keith Abbott, along with John Thomas, continuing our conversation with Dr. Mark Miller. Dr. Miller, we've had such a great time talking with you this last episode. We wanted to continue on with this episode and ask you a few more questions. So thanks here for hanging in and, and sticking with us. Oh, thank I, you, I, guys. I was reading an article about the meat judging team. One of your students said, you know, I think a lot of people think that we're just sitting here looking at a at a you know at a, at a grilled steak and judging how we how we like it, but that's not the case at all. I mean, like you say, you're having to trust yourselves and each other and love each other and work hard together at four in the morning and in a very cold environment. I haven't even I don't think we've even discussed that this is in a cold environment that you guys are are doing these competitions. So mental toughness is key. Yeah. It is, and uh, you know, right now I think that's where we're struggling, and uh, it's kind of good. I love it. I mean, I really like. I really love the battle, and I love it when the kids get a little bloody, and they have to look at themselves, and, you know, there's a time where they got to search their soul, and uh, I love it, because when they do, they always respond, and, uh, you know, the nice thing about it is, is uh, I always tell them, I say, you know, meat judging is really irrelevant, but it's a great tool for getting you to where you need to get to. We had a, a outstanding alumni at Texas Tech named Dr. David McInish. Mm-hmm. And uh, he judged on our uh, livestock judging team. When he accepted that award, he said, you know, the one thing that prepared him to be a great medical doctor was his judging experience because it's the only thing that taught him to be able to assemble some data, uh, determine what that meant, make a decision, make it rapidly, and then defend that to his patient. Hmm. And he said nothing else prepared him for that. And that's what, you know, that's what our kids are going to, are getting out of this is, they're getting how to work with people, how to do it in adverse conditions, and also, you know, how to make sure that we don't make it a bigger deal than it is. Mm-hmm. Because I tell them, you know, what we want to do is refine you out. Again, we talked about it earlier, being a, you know, you can change the world one person at a time. Yeah, It's like your next encounter may be the most significant thing that happens in your life yeah. because you'll never know what your greatest impact is till you get to heaven. Yeah. You know, you'll never know. And so we have to look at every moment as the opportunity to be able to do something that's bigger than yourself. And so if you do bad in a meat judging contest, that's not the end of the world. It doesn't define you. And, uh, you know, just be thankful that it wasn't a decision that cost a bunch of other people their lives or, you know, you really did something that cost a lot of other things. So that's why being able to have an ability to practice making decisions, making them accurately, doing it under pressure in something that is not going to really be that detrimental, Mm -hmm. even though we feel like it's the end of the world when we don't win a meat judging contest. Mm -hmm. It's still, we got to keep it all in perspective and all the trophies, all the belt buckles, all of the honors and everything that they're nothing but dust. Nobody will remember who Mark Miller is 10 years after I walk off campus may not even take two years. Uh, But what people always remember are the relationships and the people that were touched and impacted, that'll live on forever. Right. Walk us through those championships, Dr. Miller. Could you kind of run through? I know that you even just recently competed in Australia. 
Um, so walk, walk us through kind of the accolades that the team has had. Oh, we did. We've been, we were very blessed in Australia to win the world championship. They have amazing. a competition over there that has, has seven different countries there, Japan, uh, Pakistan, Indonesia, um, Australia, the U S and, uh, so our kids were able to win that. And, uh, that's a really great, great honor for us and for them. And, and uh, then, you know, we've been very fortunate to have, uh, 12 national championships, but I have to tell you, we've had uh, eight reserve national championships. So we've been first or second 20 times in 29 years, and that's not too bad. That's not shabby. And not at all. I have to frankly tell you, the ones where we were, the ones where we were, the ones where we were second, it's probably our probably our best victories. Um, the growth that happened in the kids, the growth that happened in me, I wouldn't have traded that second for first in any of those years because. We probably learn more from losing the national championship than we do winning it. Yeah. And uh, the impact on all of us and what happens to those kids when they go out and leave Texas Tech and start impacting the world, uh, it's probably the most invaluable thing that happens. So it's not all about the winning. It's really more about how we can have the best experience to grow all of these kids to be able to go out and be – able to impact the world that they live and work in. A lot of them go out to be medical doctors and dentists and pharmacists and lawyers and school teachers and work in the industry. And, um, you know, I had a young lady who um, was on my 91 team, and she uh, she passed away uh, with from uh, cancer uh, in her early 30s and hmm. went to that funeral, man. And I'm telling you what, she impacted more people they just came out from everywhere in her where she worked and everywhere just couldn't talk about enough what she did and how she changed their lives and it was all exactly what we're talking about here you know about loving unconditionally and seeing where people are at and and helping them to become the people that they can be and seeing the potential in people instead of seeing the five obvious faults because yeah. when you walk up everybody can point out the obvious defects we do that in ourselves amen and I always ask our kids, I say, okay, make me a list of 100 things that you're proud of or that you have as their gifts. And they can't do it, but they can make a list of 100 things they do wrong. And uh, that's kind of where you're at. you gotta, you got to focus on what it is that you did right, even if it's just one thing, and build on that. Right. There's a guy, guy named Norman Vincent Peale that wrote a book called The Power of Positive Thinking, and that's really what it's all about. You know, you have a choice. You can either choose to rejoice in everything or you can choose to see it all negatively. Oh, yeah. That book impacted me really, really hard when I read that. Uh, you know, I'm, I was in a sales position at the time, and just being able to train your brain about the power of being thankful for what you have and then focus on the next day, uh, it just, it just, it, there's, I don't think there's a, a, a family setting, a work setting, a school setting that, that that book can't apply to. No, you're exactly right. I mean, uh, there's no doubt that, you know, those uh, in the, you know, where Paul says in Philippians 4, 4, rejoice always in all things rejoice. And James says, count it all joy when you encounter troubles of various kinds. Yeah. And, in, you know, he says it again in Thessalonians where you just, re- you got to be thankful. Uh, I'm, there's no doubt to be an awesome me judge. You got to be thankful and humble and you got to be happy in the, where you're at. And uh, if you're last, be thankful for that because there's only one way you can go, and that's up. Amen. And uh, you can always be thankful. And thankfulness brings success. And it, the more thankful you are, 
And the more you rejoice in right where you're at, the more confidence you start building immediately. Confidence is something that is, it can't be made artificially. You can't make it by giving everybody a trophy or a t-shirt. You can't make it by giving them an artificial pat on the back. Confidence comes from laying it all out there, working as hard as you can, and sometimes you get more confidence from not succeeding because you go, you know what, I might have failed this time, but I know I can get it the next time. Yes, sir. You grow. Absolutely. There's a lot of confidence in failure. There really is. There really is. One example that I always tell the kids is Magic Johnson. I don't know if you remember that guy. Yeah. Oh, yes. I have to show them a history book because they they weren't born when he was playing. No, no, they weren't. But anyway, I don't know if you remember the first time the Laker and the Celtics squared off in there. Anyway, the Celtics beat him and Magic totally, he he actually dribbled the clock out. I don't know if you ever saw that. Hmm. And uh, he actually failed totally, lost the series for him in the first series. It was all on Magic. You know, he messed it all up. But uh, whenever it came to the next time, whenever it was game six, and uh, he shot that baby hook for the first time and beat the Celtics on the buzzer beater, he said, the one thing that I know is I wasn't going to dribble the clock out. And so that's a great example of how failure leads to success. Failure leads to confidence. If your attitude is to rejoice in the failure and to turn it to a positive, you can turn anything around. Amen. There is no doubt about that. And the other part of it is most of us, I guess, we all want to have a pity party. Mm-hmm. You know, get sad and stick our lip out whenever we fail. Well, all that that doesn't help anybody. You just got to suck it up and move on. Amen. I think that's what Coach Leach said this week about Washington State. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, and you just said it yourself. Some of your some of your best life lessons didn't come from the national championships. It came from the second place finishes and the like. Uh, if if you you know the 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 good thing about the human spirit is if you can learn from from those challenging times, you're going to be better off for it. You know anybody can win 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 and just soak in that sun. But if you if you have those moments where you get challenged and you get to learn from it, there's just something to be said about that. Well, there really is, and you know one of the things I I mean I learned the most. You know, well, a goal we had was to uh, to three-peat, and uh, it took us a long time, but we finally accomplished that. We won three in a row. There's only been one other program that did that, and, you know, that was great. But, you know, to go undefeated in 7-0, and that was a that was a really hard, hard loss we had in 2001, the first time, and I didn't handle that well at all. I was the worst loser, and... Uh, you know, that's kind of what that whole Old Testament doc and New Testament doc was all about is um, we just weren't thankful for what we had. And so uh, then we, we go up there again undefeated in 2010, and that was probably the hardest loss I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't trade it for the world because I know that we grew more from that. The kids on that team grew more. That was the greatest blessing that I've ever had in my life as a loss in 2010. Then we go up there in 2016, 6-0 again, and we lost. Um, and then in 17, we go in there 6-0. and So, you know, it was a back-to-back year we were heading in there. And uh, we absolutely were just so thankful for even being able to have the opportunity that uh, that made all the difference. And, you know, we finally got that 7-0 and undefeated deal done. And, and uh, that's not a testament to anybody. I mean, I really believe that God did that and uh there's no way we did that there's it's impossible and um we were so fortunate to just have so many things happen and some of those are really adverse things i mean i had to 
we had five young men on that team that uh, we had to remove from the traveling team, and they couldn't go with us because they violated a rule. Wow. Hmm. And um, that was hard. I mean, that was that was really, really tough. And uh, those kids, they responded. Again, it goes back to rejoicing, being thankful for what you have, and responding to adversity in the right way as opposed to, you know, feeling sorry for yourself. I think Keith's dog agrees. Is that your dog, Keith? No, that's not, that's not mine, but that's okay. Somebody's dog agrees, and that's all that matters because dogs are the most important thing in the room anyway. <laughs> Is that yours, Dr. Miller? Yeah, I think my dog was – I didn't hear her, but I guess she was wanting in. That's okay. May as well. <laughs> I want I think. to be part of the program. <laughs> I mean, they, they rule the house anyway. We just show up, so it's all good. Amen. <laughs> at, least, at least in our home they do. So. That's exactly right. <laughs> Well, Dr. Miller, we, we appreciate you talking about the meat judging team with us. It sounds like not only are you building championship teams and t- championship students, but you're building students, like you say, that are that are committed to being unselfish and committed to excellence and, and being honorable. And, and that's something that you even have, I believe, on a sweater vest that you like to wear very often, isn't it? Some kind of slogan like that. Well, that is, we put that on all of our, uh, on everything. We give away a lot of t-shirts and caps, recruit with those and you know, it's striving for honor and the pursuit of excellence, and uh, and uh, that's pretty much what we live by and try to strive for. And like I tell those kids, I said, I can maybe make it to honorable. If I get to 40%, I'm doing pretty good. Right. Because I said I don't always drive the speed limit. And, uh, you know, if you start breaking honor down, it's every single thing you do. Yeah, it really is. And I said, so we're not looking at being perfect. You know, what we're trying to do is just make better decisions every time we can. Yeah, and that's that's the most important thing. So. But yeah, we do. We put we put that on everything we have. The kids put it on their jackets. And uh, we try to make that the brand that's out there for Texas Tech. And, nice. You know, I, going back to what I was saying earlier, you know, we pray every day for God to bring the students here, the ones that we need. We have a lot of students that go to other programs, and that's good. And uh, what we are, what I'm most thankful about are the kids. I mean, I, I can't tell you how um, I never work a single day. I ought to have to pay to work here because, um, man, I get to work with some unbelievable young people, and I'm so proud of them. And, you know, there may be a lot of things wrong with our nation, but I'm telling you, our young people, there's not anything wrong with them. Amen. Uh, they just need better guidance and better leadership from our, from us. And, you know... I think if we give them the right direction, man, they just they go for it and they do a great job. And so at Texas Tech, we're really blessed to have awesome students, and those students are are something extraordinary. I'll tell you, they really are. And I tell you what, they've got a heck of a of a leader in you, Dr. Miller. And and thank you so much for being on with this show today and and talking to us about the meat judging team and the character that you're instilling in the students. I agree with you. I think we've got a bright future ahead in this country with the students that are coming out and uh, just really thrilled to celebrate them and celebrate the success of the program. Uh, this is, again, Dr. Mark Miller of the Texas Tech University meat judging team. He is the coach of the meat judging team amongst about a thousand other things you do, Dr. Miller. And so we really appreciate you being on and thank you so much for joining us today. It's a real honor. I can't tell you much. I can't thank you and John enough for having me on. And I'll do it anytime you guys need to talk. I'll be happy to come back or do whatever we can do to help you. Cool. And if you ever want to talk to any of the students, we can set up a time where they can talk as well. Uh, yeah, that that would be that great. Really would I'd be love good. to do that. That'd be kind of fun to talk about a day in the life of a student yeah. in, that, in that program. 
Yeah. That would There's be your idea, um, Keith. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah I love it. Let's love plan it. on doing that. I think that's a great Me idea. Too. Let's do that and then maybe have another time to kind of focus on some of your success too. I know that you're that we're getting late in the evening. I don't want to take any much more of your time, but would you mind coming back on and just let's talk about kind of the publications, the research that you've done in your own right? No, I, I'd love to do that. That would be a, that'd be a lot of fun and okay. be happy to do that. And I got to share one thing with you guys because it just happened at this last contest at the Eastern. Okay. Sure. I uh, had a young girl on the team uh, who she's featured in that Sports Illustrated article, Taylor mm-hmm. Shirts. Yes. And um, so she uh, de- she developed appendicitis. And uh, she uh, started getting it on Thursday, I think, and she never told us. And she didn't know it's what she had. She thought she just pulled a muscle. So she goes on Friday, and then Saturday's the contest. And so she's on the team. And uh, she goes in there, and then I get a text message from the guys that are managing the contest saying, hey, Taylor's sick, she's throwing up, and all this stuff. And I'm going, oh, man. So I thought it was stomach virus or whatever. So then contest is over, and she made it through the thing. And she tells me, oh, I'm fine. You know, I'm fine. And I said, well, where do you hurt? Whatever. She said, oh, I think I just pulled a muscle, and I couldn't get anything out of her. So we go to the awards banquet, and she ends up being fifth. And... uh, then after it's all over, I finally get some information out of her. She says, yeah, it hurts right here in my lower right side. I said, well, I need you to go get a shower and uh, have some of your friends pack your bag because I'm going to take you to the ER because you're going to have to have your appendix out. Oh, man. Wow. Because I've already had six of those in my life, you know, either my <laughs> wife or kids or whatever. So it's pretty easy to know the symptoms. And uh, so anyway, she had a uh, ruptured appendix, and she is judging in that contest. Oh, my God. Wow. And, uh so we're sitting there in the ER getting ready to go to surgery. And I looked at Taylor and I said, hey, I just want you to know that you're crazy. <laughs> and, uh, she just kind of looked at me and I said, no, Taylor, I want you to know you're crazy. And I said, you're also stupid. And I said, you know what the good news is? is so am I and everybody else with you. Because <laughs> I guarantee you that's just the way meat judging is. There's, I talked to a former judge. She, uh, she judged in 2003, and she goes, I would have judged. There's no way you would have kept me out of there. And then I talked to this other young man. He goes, yeah, I would have. There's no way I would have not judged. And so it's just one of those things where these kids are, man, they just lay it out there. They didn't, you know, she didn't know she had appendicitis. And that's really dangerous, so we would never want that to happen. But right. I just love that. I mean, that's the kind of intensity and I mean, you know, she's in there actually sick as she can be and still ends up fifth. She would have been high individual without any doubt. She said she almost passed out doing reasons. Oh, my God. And uh, so, anyway, I just want to share that with you guys because I think that that's a crazy story, and I just still laugh about it. I mean, you know, now that it's okay and she, uh, you know, she flew back home on Tuesday and we got her back safely and her, she's recovering fine. And uh, so... Man. She was saying, well, I want to be at practice on Friday. And I said, no, I'm banning you from the meat <laughs> judging team until uh, you got to clear you got to clear the doctor's order. You know? yeah. yeah. So I, I just want to share that with you all because I knew you'd appreciate that, well, that story. That's a good story. That just totally shows the dedication of those students. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that is a crazy story. But thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. So, OK, we've got we've got five quick questions that are related to tech. If you have will you humor us for this? Sure. It's a little thing that we're starting to do with all of our guests that work on campus. OK, Love to. So, John, you've got your list. Yeah, I've got mine. You got yours. OK, I, I, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to shoot with the first question. Then we're just going to alternate. OK, sounds good. So 
Okay, Dr. Miller, here's your first question. And these are just quick, quick, quick questions, quick answers for you. So if you were going to give a tour to a person who had never been to the tech campus, where's the first place you would take them? Oh, I'd definitely take them into uh, Raider Red Meats and get them some steak. <laughs> there you go. And uh, make sure that they had the best beef jerky in the planet. And uh, so we would feed them some products and say, man, you can't, this is utopia. You can't get better than a really good filet mignon, T-bone, or ribeye. And this is where you get it. We love feeding people, and so we would feed it. We would def. I'd definitely take them to the meat lab and pour out the bacon and the sausage, and we'd whip up some good stuff. So that's great. That's where I would go, because I mean, right there, you got national championship trophies, you got kids, you got awesome food. I mean, how could it be any? But that's that's Texas Tech right there. Absolutely, good eating, Amen. awesome kids, and home of champions. How could it be any better? Than yeah. that? No kidding, Doctor. What's your favorite building on campus? Uh, well, to tell you the truth, um, I would have to say the uh, chapel because I don't think Texas Tech is ever going to be worth much of anything if it's not, uh, if we don't put God first, he's got to drive the bus. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. I'm glad we built the chapel. You see, yeah, yeah. and I, and I know we got places to be, but like when I was at Tech, you know, the place to go was Paradigm, right? We would go to the first Baptist church, you know, right down the road. Uh, John Randalls would lead the speaking and the Justin Cofield band and they would sing. And I heard, they call that the Kent Hans Chapel, don't they? Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Pretty neat. Awesome. Okay, so this is a fun question here because each one of the teams has a different answer to this. So who do you consider as your organization's biggest rival today? Our biggest rival today uh, would be uh, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, A&M. Okay. Kind of in that order. Gotcha. Colorado State. What's your, if you had to go pick a place to eat on a Friday night, where would you go eat? Man, that's a tough one. <laughs> I was I was expecting kegels. I mean, I know where I would eat. I would eat at a, I would eat in my backyard with my, with Raider Red Meat Steak, but um, <laughs> that's what we do a lot. We grill right there at the meat lab. And uh, so we're kind of spoiled. But <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess yeah. so. If you really get down to uh, Lubbock and, and a place that's probably on a Friday night, something that's plenty good, it's probably Kegels. That's a good place to go. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, last question, Dr. Miller. Who is your favorite or most impactful professor or mentor for you? Oh, Gordon Davis. Fair enough. Uh, Gordon Davis is the guy who uh, started, and he was the coach of my meat judging team. Matter of fact, he called me um, in uh, Christmas break to come back and judge on the meat judging team. I just finished judging livestock and horses, and he talked to me for over three hours. And back then, it was long distance, and you had to pay for every minute. Oh wow! Like you had to pay twenty five cents a minute for that for that three hour plus phone call. Right. Wow. And uh, you know, he he invested a lot to convince me, and and so anyway, yeah, Gordon Davis has been. Been the guy that has helped me a lot. And there's a long list of those people, but if I had to pick one, it'd be Gordon. Awesome. GW. Yeah. He gives alias Chuck Roast. 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome hey thanks for playing along with that uh, with us with that dr miller and again thank you for taking the time this evening can't wait to talk more with you we we definitely we we need to have a whole session on uh, raider red meats because that that's a whole entity in itself yeah looking forward to talking about your successes also in future episode and also bringing on a student to talk about a day in the life of a student on the meat judging team so we're, we can't wait to continue this relationship down the road and thank you again Thanks, Doctor. Oh, thank you, guys. And when you guys get out the Lubbock, let me know. We'll get you. We got to get you some good steaks, or some some of the best meat on the planet. Plan on it. Twist my arm. <laughs> thank y'all so much. I can't tell you how big a pleasure and honor it's been to spend this time with y'all. Thanks, Doctor. Doctor Miller, we appreciate you. Uh, have a have a good night, and we'll. Uh... Everybody else, y'all, thank you for listening to us. Um, We've got more guests and different episodes coming up. Uh, Dr. Miller, you have a good night, and the rest of you, y'all take care. All right, have a blessed evening, and thanks a lot. Let's give a big Reckham. Reckham. Reckham Tech. Thanks for listening to the Guns Up Nation podcast. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the fan page administrators, podcast hosts, and fans, and do not reflect the opinions of Texas Tech University or its affiliates. We are proud to support Texas Tech, its students, alumni, and fans.